You're listening to Rama for Today. Was that the father was willing to grant a request that most fathers would never do. You know, the father let the son go. That's something we need to also understand. Just because God lets us go doesn't mean we're going in God's will. Just because God lets us go doesn't mean it's God's will for us to go because just because the father divided that portion to the son, it didn't mean that he wanted the son to to leave his household. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Craig Hagan continues his teaching, Don't Be Stupid, next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Craig Hagan for today's message. You know, this young man spent all his, his fortune that he had and found himself in the middle of a pig's den and decided, you know what? My servants have it better than me, or my dad's servants have it better than I have it. So if, and if I'm going to have to work for somebody, I don't want to work for this guy and, you know, barely be able to feed myself. I'd rather go back home. And that's why they always say there's no place like home. And obviously the father took him in. But let's start back at the beginning. There was a certain man who had two sons. And the younger said to his, to, to his father, Father, give me a portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided them his livelihood. Notice it said he divided them. He divided everything he had to both the sons. So at that moment, really, he, he gave, you know, later on, whenever he was saying, well, son, everything I have is yours, because the, the portion that was there was belonged to his other son. He decided at that point that, I, you know, that I'm no longer going to have anything. Here's the stuff to you, to you. But now let's understand what really happened is in in the, the Jewish tradition, the oldest son got two-thirds of the portion of the father's land and, and, and possessions. The um, younger son got one-third, or, you know, or basically the oldest son got, got two parts and the other ones got one. If there happened to be three, it would obviously be divided. It wouldn't be completely two-third and one-third, but in this case, it was two sons. It was two-third and one-third. So the, the younger son, when he asked for the, the one-third, basically he was really saying, you know, to his father, I wish you were dead so I could have my portion. Because it normally, you know, the, the father would um, give, you know, the, well, he wouldn't actually give the portion. The portion would be handed to them after the father had passed away. So by taking his portion early, you know, that was something that nobody would do because basically they were disowning the rest of their family. And think about this. I mean, you know, the father is still using the one third of the portion that he's going to give to the son. I mean, he's still using those, you know, it wasn't just money. I mean, we're talking about cattle. We're talking about all kinds of stuff that, that he had. You know, he gave it to his son. Now, maybe he didn't actually give him the, the cattle. Maybe he said, well, you know, you know these pigs are, are, are worth um, $20,000, $30,000. So if they're worth thirty, i I'll give you ten grand. you know, and you can, you can take that and you can do this. But, but, but you know, what's amazing was that the father was willing to grant a request that most fathers would never do. You know, the father let the son go. That's something we need to also understand. Just because God lets us go doesn't mean we're going in God's will. Just because God lets us go doesn't mean it's God's will for us to go, because just because the father divided that portion to the son 
It didn't mean that he wanted the son to, to leave his household. Now, no one ever thought about that, did you? But the fact of the matter is, God loves you so much that he's willing to let you go and do what you want. to. Because, see, we're, we're a free agent. We can do whatever we want to do. God doesn't hold us hostage. He's willing to say, here, here's your portion. Go out and do what you want to with it. Now, let's think about this. You know, everybody thinks about the prodigal son. Nobody thinks about what does it take to become a prodigal son. Because if we find out what it takes to become a prodigal son, maybe we won't get to those steps. Because I don't believe that one day, well, we'll just, let's make names for these kids because, you know, it's going to be confusing if we don't. And let's make easy names because I don't want to have, you know, you know, hard names. And, and I don't want to give, you know, two names that are too close together because if it's like Bill and Bob, that's too confusing. So we'll name the, the, the first son John because we just will. And we'll name the second son Steve. Why Steve? I don't know. I just that came in my head. Maybe I don't know if it's the Lord's will. Maybe if it's not, it doesn't really matter. We'll use Steve. All right. So Steve, the little brother. I don't think Steve, you know, had a good night one night, woke up one morning and said, you know what? I'm just going to take all my, my possessions belonging to me now and I'm just going to take off. I don't think it happened like that. You know, this wasn't, I don't believe this was a one morning decision. You know, I don't believe maybe he sat around one night, had too much pizza, and thinking, you know what, you know, there's a lot of other lands out there, and, you know, and maybe I should go get some more land and go out and do something else because, you know, um, and I, I can just like, you know, my dad's not going to die for a long time because, you know, he has these genes that lives forever. I mean, he, you know, he, he, he has Methuselah genes, so who knows how long the guy's going to live. So why don't I just get my stuff now and take off? I mean, I don't think this all happened as a one-time shot, I think that there was a process that led up to the son leaving the household. And I think the process probably started out with one word that, that starts out a lot of processes whenever we think about making decisions that we might not should make, and it's a word called frustration. What happens is we get frustrated for something. There's something that happens that frustrates us. Maybe it frustrates us because we feel we can never live up to our brother. I mean, you know, John, he's just like, he's like, you know, he's just like awesome. I, I could never be like John. I'm just Steve, you know, little Stevie. You know, and little Stevie never gets any respect, and little Stevie will always be little Stevie. You know, and more than likely, he probably got frustrated and began to speak with a lot of his friends. You know, I found out when frustrated people get frustrated, they never go get wise counsel. When people get frustrated, they don't really look for people that they think, hey man, you know, well, I might be frustrated, but I'm going to go, you know, to, to my, my uncle, because I know man, my uncle, man, he, he made all kinds of money. I know that he, was gonna, he would lead me correctly. They, don't use, they usually look for friends their own age. Maybe they might be a few years younger, or maybe they're, maybe they're older, but they're the guy that never moved out of, of their parents' basement. You know, the guy that's still hanging around the, the, the 18-year-old kids, you know, and he's, and I don't mean that they come to Synergy and, 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 you, and you happen to be 60 and, and you know, you hang around. I'm, I'm talking about you know, the guy that's still in the, in the basement of, you know, he, he never grows up, you know, he still plays with the Star Wars action figures, you know, not the newer ones, though, because he has the older ones, you know, he was alive there in the... The older time, so he has the, the original Jawa, you know, you know, you know, not the plastic one, but the, you know, with the, 
he has the, you know, the original cape, and he has all the old figures and not, not the new ones. Because, you know, there's, and there's a difference, because if you look at the value, there's a difference in, in the old, old Star Wars figures and, and the newer ones. So I, I have some of the older ones somewhere, um, but I, I'm not really, I don't, don't really want to bring them out, because, you know, I don't want my kids to get their inheritance yet. You know, they can wait. <laughs> we'll wait till Darth Vader's worth a lot more money. Um, anyway, but the fact of the matter is, there was probably some frustration with something that, that spurned, you know, little Stevie decided he was going to ask for his portion because it's a big deal for some kid to come say, hey, dad, let me have my inheritance and let me go on. I mean, I don't, this is not a decision that you made at breakfast. There was probably something that happened. There was probably something that happened in the family. There was probably some kind of family feud. There was... I don't know what happened. But really, the reason it happened is not because the dad was a bad dad. The father was always the same. The son was the one who who, who changed. And I found out that frustration makes us think about change. Now, change is not always bad. Sometimes change is good. But we need to change, not because we're frustrated, but change because we, we feel a leading. All right? If you're frustrated with something, that's not a leading, it's time to go. That's a leading that you have a personal issue that you need to get rid of. Because you know what? If you're pr- frustrated with your dad right now, if you don't get a hold of the issue, later on you'll be frustrated with your friends or frustrated with your wife or frustrated with your girlfriend or boyfriend or husband, you know, or whatever. Because if you're frustrated with people, it's not other people's issues, it's your issue. And many people, they want to change society, and I don't mean society meaning the sinners, but they want to change the church because they're frustrated themselves. Your frustration doesn't mean that, that everybody else needs to make a paradigm shift to coddle you to bring you back. Now, I'm going to tell you, you know, there is a big trend in, in ministry to open the church for people who don't like church or the church for people who feel bad about coming to church or whatever. But to be honest with you, I, you know, if I'm a regular, now I understand I'm a pastor, but, but if I was a regular attendee, I would never go to that church. See, you would never think about this. You're thinking, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to go to church where everybody else doesn't like church. They're all going to go, so they're all going to hang out. You know what you're going to have is a bunch of confusion because you're going to be around other people that are all frustrated and they don't have their life together. I'd rather hang out around a church that, because that, see, church is not about you. I mean, it is about you, but it's about you coming together with people that are like-minded and having relationships, having friendships, and, and you know, having not only spiritual times, but also having fun, you know, going to the drillers game, going, you know, doing, doing fun things together. But if you're going to, you know, when you hang around people that are always bad-mouthing everything and always up, upset about everything, it's not fun. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. 
Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's radio offer. First in this month's offer is the Kenneth W. Hagen two-CD set entitled Winning the War of Words. Next is Kenneth E. Hagen's four-CD set, Knowing God as Your Father. The last item is Lynette Hagen's slimline book, God's Peace, all for the price of $40. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. I say all the time, Thank you for helping us to bring hope, hope and healing to the world. Yes. Well, how is that being done? It's through our word partners. Well, what is a word partner? It's somebody that prays for us on a regular basis. Somebody that sends in an offering at least once a month to help support Raymond. Yes. Now, you know, many people think they can't give because they don't have much to give. Hey, listen, if everybody gives what they can, no matter the amount, yes. then it helps us to be able to continue this program, to be able to continue our Bible schools all around, to keep winning more people to God. And so if you would like to be a word partner, just go to rhema.org slash, that forward slash, all the information's there. I want to thank you that are already word partners, but I want to thank you that will become word partners with us. Tomorrow, more from Craig Hagen with his teaching, Don't Be Stupid. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.